If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Welcome back to Mind Pump, the sexiest show on iTunes. All right, let's talk about, uh, we want to answer a question here. Are we the sexiest show on iTunes? I think so. Well, who's sexier? Let's name them off. You're Nobody. Not a single person. Is Joe sexy. Rogan's pretty sexy. He's a sexy, and sexy he has like I think he has like four point two million more followers. Are you? Are you? Uh, <laughs> That's definitely a lot. Do you, have a man, do you have a man crush on him? Uh, I, I well, you know, I, really, I do. I like him. Yeah, I yeah. do. I, I like a, I like a lot of his so, stuff. So we talked about this. I'm gonna put it out there because I think if we put it out there, it might happen. Okay, we Joe said. Listen, we said what about barbells and shrugs. We not that sexy. <laughs> yeah, we said when we first started. <laughs> we know we made it. If we end up on the Joe Rogan show. Yeah. So if we end up on the Joe, Joe Rogan, bro, just put us on the put, show. Dude, my goal is just to make him a listener, bro, because I want I like listening. Listen, to man, I used to do jujitsu, bro. Yeah. I lift weights. Yeah. We smoke pot. We're like like all you guys are like we're, we're brothers. We might as well already. be brothers. Yeah. yeah. I, that, we, we need to have him on as a guest. That'd be the ultimate is to have him on yeah. a guest or or go to his show. We'd go on his show. I don't think he'd be on our show. Yeah, yeah. forget He's it. He's like, fuck that, I gotta fly. Forget it. All right, all right. So let's answer a question here. So this is a really good question. It was on our Mind Pump Instagram page. Uh, if you haven't gone on there yet or uh, subscribed or what's the uh, followed it, excuse me, right? Uh, do it uh, as soon as possible. Hit pause, go on there, follow us, come back. All right, thank you for coming back. Here we go. I would love to hear a show on how to become successful in the fitness industry. In other words, owning Ooh. a gym and how to better yourself as a personal trainer. Yeah, I like that question. This was asked by A underscore Brady 91. Okay. Do any of us know Thanks that for that question. That well, was a great yeah, question. I think this is a, we are the right people to ask because the three of us have all <laughs> <We're> achieved. <laughs> well, we are because we've all achieved great success. <laughs> this is a, Cause we're awesome. Yeah. We're pretty much the perfect people to ask that question too. So let us go ahead and tell you. Yeah, no, because we've all been successful in, in fitness. <laughs> no, no, in no, no. I'm just, I'm just messing yeah. with you. So uh, along that topic, I'm going to go into how to become a successful, let's say personal trainer. Okay. Now here, here's what I found and, I, and you guys chime in if you guys agree or disagree. Most trainers, and I mean most trainers that I've ever met, had a deep passion for fitness and training. That was never, that's almost never an issue. People who become trainers really like to train people or really want to train people. Something mm-hmm. that they enjoy. Is this where I tell you I wasn't one of those people? Well. Or do I wait? Well, actually, that makes sense. That's, that's going to be perfect what, right when, I, when okay, I'm about to say do your here. thing and then I'll explain why I'm not one of those people. Right. So most trainers love training and most trainers hate sales. Mm. They hate sales. They're not good at selling themselves or selling their products. See, I was they do. both, and so they and so they're not good at it. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. So I would say you want to be a successful trainer. Learn how to sell. Learn how to be a good yes. salesperson because that will make you successful far better than just being a good trainer. I know I've known too many good trainers who were horrible at sales that never became successful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about selling yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I, and I think uh, now, Adam, you wouldn't want to train, but you like to sell. Yeah, so and so you had a lot of clients. I was, Bingo. Uh, yeah, I was actually, um, and I think I think Justin because I know Justin. I actually hired Justin, so I know uh, how he was and what he was like. I would say him and I are the complete opposite here, where uh, he he I believe he was a, a really good trainer very early on in his career and has continued to only get better. Um, I don't think he liked sales. I'll let him talk about himself and stuff like that. You I don't son know. Son of a bitch. Yeah, no. I'll, let, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you why. I I was I was not. I don't believe I was a very good trainer at all for the first few years. And I say not at all. I'm not. I wasn't that bad. Um, I just. I think I'm a far better trainer now than what I was then. And it, and it's not because. 
so much that I wasn't good at it. It's because I had more of a passion for sales. I loved sales. Sales is in my blood. My mother did it. My uncles did it. My father did it. My grandparents did it. Like my whole family has been in sales my entire life. Um, I didn't realize my. You're very charismatic, and it, you know that's a, that's an easy way to sell people. So and it came very natural. Yeah. So it came very natural for me, and then uh, I, you know, I got some good advice at an early age as far as learning to uh, focus on things that I was already good at and become great at it, versus really dwelling on the things I wasn't great at. And I wasn't the greatest uh, trainer when it came down to uh, breaking down someone's nutrition and their diet and understanding, you know, why, why they're not gaining or losing weight. You know, I wasn't the best at program design. I was decent. Um, yeah, but, but you learn from everybody that was good at well, it. Well, and that's, yeah, that's, that's where you're strong. And, and what I was really good, I'm kind of like the Henry Ford of fitness. You know, I was, I was notorious for surrounding myself with, other fitness professionals and leaders around me that were far greater than myself. And I've been a sponge my whole life. You know, I've learned to, uh, I, I've never had it as much as we, we joke and stuff like that, uh, about our egos and, and sell and I tease each other about who's cockier and who's, who's more confident in first place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 there, there's, there is actually a lot of humility to it. Uh, and you have to be humble because if you're going to continue to grow, yeah. you got to be open-minded. You got to be Absolutely. able you, uh, the, the, the trainers that only go so far are the ones that uh, learn it, learn a certain certification or finish straight out of school. Mm-hmm. And they, they get indoctrinated with the, this way of doing things. And then that's, they just get well, great that one way versus open, being open-minded to growing and learning. And by far the, the sales aspect from a financial standpoint, nothing's going to take you further. Nothing. You can be a, an average trainer, but if you got some mad sales skills, you're going to be very. I mean, I bought my house at 21 years old, yeah, and yeah. it all came from 24 hour fitness, and it all came from being a personal trainer and being a good salesperson, being very good at yeah. a very good selling. Yeah, if I were to break it down uh, into you know giving you guys the listeners right now, giving you guys something to to hold on to 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 to, to kind of put together in terms of your own sales skills, I would say number one, have a good assessment, right? You got to have a good assessment. And what does an assessment do? Well, we, I think as trainers, we automatically assume an assessment helps you identify muscle imbalances and look at muscle recruitment patterns and, you know, kind of figure out what the client's going to do with the workout. And yes, that is a part of what an assessment is, but an assessment also serves as the way you build value and the way you start to sell yourself as a trainer. Mm -hmm. So if you're assessing a client and you're not communicating to them what you see and how you're going to fix it, you've wasted that assessment. Mm -hmm. So when you do your assessment, you make sure when you identify things, you bring them back to the client or to the potential client in terms of how it applies to them. So for example, if I notice the client has a a really common posture deviation, notice forward shoulder, that's where the shoulders come forward. Mm -hmm. I might say something like, um, you know, is your neck tight? You you probably have a tight neck. And they'll be like, yes, it is. You work a desk job? Yeah, and this is exactly. And this is because I know that forward shoulders usually results in overactive upper trapezius, which gives you mm. a tight neck. Now, to, to the potential client, I sound like a fucking wizard, right? How did he know that? <laughs> yeah. You know, But it's just building value now in, in what I know. And so I do this throughout the whole assessment. Absolutely. Um, I might I have them do a squat. Oh, it looks like your hips aren't firing. Mm-hmm. I bet your knees kind of grind knees a little bit when you do. Knees rotating. Yeah. yeah, and I bet your knees kind of bother you sometimes. Well, yes, right. they do. Boom, wizard. You know. And so I go through the assessment. And these are the things that you do. This is what you're supposed to do with the assessment. The assessment is a tool uh, to build value. To make you look credible. You I mean, got, exactly. Because they have no idea. They don't know what yeah, a trainer. They're, they're coming to you to uh, provide this sort of knowledge and, and be comfortable. Like if you're a sale, like 
let's say you're going in to buy a car. Like you want to go in and and be so comfortable that this person knows so much about this car that you know it's undeniable that you have to. And get you just it. trust whatever they, they suggest them. to you. You right? trust them immediately once they start breaking it down. Mm-hmm. But you know if you want to take it to the even the next level of what Sal's saying. So I, I just like Sal, exact same thing. Uh, my 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 money maker was uh, a lot of people have had some sort of injury by the time you're in your mid 30s 40s plus you've had some sort of knee ankle hip or some condition that's happened or back you know that's happened to you uh, so I was uh, I always broke down the asymmetrical shift you know when mm-hmm. someone was squatting you know you typically you're gonna see this shift in their hips to the left or the right and more often than not they're gonna shift over to the dominant side that's stronger that's gonna help them get it back up from that 90 degrees and normally it's resulted because some point in their life they had an injury on their right side whether it be their ankle their knee or something that's happened on the left side you mean yeah no shifting to oh, the, yeah, so yeah, if yeah, you're right. shift you're shifting to the left and you're shifting away from the the previous right, right. you know injury or what like that so somewhere on the right Pointing out the compensation. Exactly. So, you know, and just like Sal, you know, you tell someone that like, oh, my God, how did you know I had knee surgery? You know, well, you know, this is why I knew explain. But then when I explain, I also break down how how we're going to address that in our program and how and actually time frame. Right. And this is where it's so powerful because you're you're painting that entire picture. And so, like, you can actually get to the point where you get so descriptive. Where, you know, you can actually say X amount of days, you can write into like two, you know, three month programs. Like this is where you really start learning about sales, where, you know, the longer, you know, your program, the more accurate actually like your projection is of that, uh, the more they actually buy into you. Because if you're trying to like sell them on some quick fix, you know, solution, like they're going to read right through that. And mm-hmm. so if you're real with them and you you break it down, like, look, I know a lot of trainers are saying that they can help you and get you results, quick results, you know, in X amount of time and, and be really efficient. You know, that's great. However, you know, I'm considering X, Y, Z, you know, I'm considering all these health issues along the way. I'm also considering, you know, uh, the longevity. I, I'm considering, you know, things that I see, you know, in your posture. I'm going to want to correct this and this and, and this. And this is when you write your prescription, basically. When, when you write your when prescription, you're, you're writing it all down. And 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 you, this person is just completely encapsulated with what you have to say. Like, they mm-hmm. want to trust you. Once you have them trusting you, like this, like you can, you can basically like formulate, okay, this is, this is the plan. And, and so I'm sorry about him. <laughs> no I get passionate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hitting this. Yeah. This is a good topic for me because I'm, I'm very like, well, you've also, I've watched you. I got a, I got a chance to watch you literally teach yourself this, you know, like, yeah, I, I saw you, you know, I saw Justin. Was, was Justin a shitty salesperson when he first started? Yeah. He was pretty shitty. Get yeah. out of here. Well, I mean, you, when you first started, not sh- I shouldn't say shitty as far as like his sales were, he did great sales pretty much out the gates. Yeah. But, but it, he's, it was but compared to no, how no, much no, better. Let me, you got what, what, let me, let, well, let me explain okay. before, but before it sounds like I attacked him, what you could tell it was work for him. It wasn't something he w- was natural. It, right. was, it right. was something that he, I, I mean, I could always tell. In fact, I was, I taught him and another trainer at the same time. And to be honest with you, when I first met them both, I thought the, I thought the other guy, Nick at the time, was going to end up surpassing Justin just because of his natural charisma. And Justin is more quiet and held and right. reserved. But this just goes to show that you can be somebody 
that isn't super charismatic like maybe yourself or I and become a very, very good trainer because that was just something that Justin had to work on. It was different for him to, to do that. Well, I and think, I got a chance to watch. I think watch. to give him credit, the, 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 Justin broke some records. Well, the yeah. guy was one of the top salespeople yeah, he was, among, um, among you know, tens of thousands of trainers in yes, a very large no. fitness organization. When we, I mean, him and I together, when we were at, at uh, Coddle for a very long time, he did many, many great things. And for uh, shit, over a year straight, the guy... Uh, averaged more money than most most trainers ever made in a single month the guy was averaging per month you know yeah, so yeah. uh yeah absolutely skills 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 sales skills were definitely honed in well i and but i got a chance to actually watch that grow it was pretty cool because uh it, it was early it was early on i thought nick was going to be this better trainer but it wasn't long after justin had been there for a while that i see the tide and i thought yeah. oh no way he watched he's i gonna, love that he's I love watching that. yeah well i think you know even even getting now to the more pure sales right you do your prescription you you paint the picture like justin mm-hmm. was saying you know we're going to work out two days a week uh for the next six weeks and this is what we're going to do and then after that week you know after six weeks we're going to do this so that they can see what the plan looks like after you do that now comes the, the hard part and it's not hard because it's hard to do. It's hard because most trainers, this is where they fuck up. This is where they start to stumble. The transition. To the transition now. Getting so the money. Getting the money. So now at this point, what you do is number one, you need you give your recommendation, but you always give the client more than one option. You never say, you need to get 20 sessions. Here it is. Because now the next question is, do you want to hire me for these many sessions? And the answer the client can give you is yes or no. Mm. So you've given them an option to say no. And I know this sounds stupid, but it's it's a hundred percent proven. This is this is one of the most fundamental things of sales. Is you always want to ask a question where the answer is always favorable. Mm-hmm. Okay, you never want to ask a question where there can be a no. So what you do is you have your prescription. You come out, you write out this program. You say, okay, so twenty sessions is what I think we should do. However, if you want to work out with me less frequently, then this is what the ten session program looks like. Between these two programs, which one do you think works better for you? And then here's the key now. Okay, everybody ready? You shut up. Yeah. You shut your mouth. Thank you. You ask the, he who talks first loses. Loses. You ask the closing question, which option do you prefer? And then you don't say anything. I cannot tell you how many times I would want I wanted to body slam one of my trainers or even sales guys because they would ask that closing question. They'd, they'd wait 30 life. seconds, it's silent, they couldn't handle it anymore. Well, then maybe you could do this or they, and, they and start, just fuck up the whole or, momentum of the thing. Yeah. yeah. Because the reason why that person is quiet is because they're deciding. Yeah. Now that transition becomes a lot easier too when you also do all this with confidence. There is a, it's very yes. important. Maybe you're not the best at pressure. Like some people are right now listening going like, oh, well, I'm not sure exactly how I, how many I should recommend this. That. I used to do. I, and if you if you think you won't buy yourself training from yourself, then you ain't going to be able to sell it. Oh, so yeah. you better have confidence. Absolutely. You better think you're worth every cent that you're that you're charging. And you are because a personal trainer is. A, I mean, what do you do? You make people healthy. You make people feel good. You make yeah. people fit. Like and what? Who 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 does anything better than that? One of the things that I used to teach, and and uh, Justin might remember stuff like this, but we I used to role play with a lot of my trainers, and I used to off- you wore the maid outfit. I like this. <laughs> I, not that kind of role play. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> yeah, it was awkward. But we we would. <laughs> well, well, bro, I mean, look how good you are now, though. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> I practiced a lot. <laughs> so you know, but I I wanted to see how how you handled just off the cuff, and and more importantly, how I said. 
you, when you prescribed it, you were confident in what you had to say. That was more important than it being so precise on, you know, is that actually, is that going to make sense? Does that work? Is it, you know, mm-hmm. can he build that much muscle or burn that much fat in X amount of months or whatever? Or is that, a, is that a realistic time frame or is that really close to what it should be? What matters is oh, you believe in your program. You come off that way. And when you deliver it, it's not quite. So I actually used to teach that when you're, when you're prescribing, you're talking about what the, the client needs is you're already assuming they're purchasing. So right. what I when you're when you're going to train with me over the next six months, you know what we're going to do in your first month is we're going to do this. Yeah, you're, you're the assumptive. You're yeah. being assumptive. Yeah, we're either doing this or we're either doing that. And so, like Sal says, you give them an option. Yeah, I give you an option, but we're doing one of these options. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of which one suits you right. better. You know, and 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 typically, I you know I got to the point where, and this isn't for everybody, but. You know, I I would give options, but I would also the way I describe those options, I would direct you right where I wanted you to go. Of course, but there was always that. The question was always, which do you prefer? Absolutely, it was never yeah, yes or no. Either or, you know. Yeah. Either way, I support you one hundred percent. And and don't be afraid to ask for the money. I mean, I you know I work no. in a gym now. The, I, I used to own it, I sold it, but I still train there. And the average, I mean, our single session rate is one hundred and fifty bucks mm-hmm. for one session. That's a lot if you compare it to what other trainers charge. Even though we're an expensive area, we're still above the upper level. And so we'll get new trainers that'll come in who are good. They've got the certifications. They've got the knowledge. But they're and nervous about they're the fact afraid. They're like, well, can I just charge less? Yeah, and I'm believe, like, you don't believe you're that valuable. But I'm like, it's terrible. But I'm like, why? A- ask for it and watch what happens. Listen, and sure enough, sure enough, they get it. Yeah. They get it when they ask for it. So don't be afraid to ask for the money. If you're afraid to ask for the money, ain't nobody going to... Look, I'm not going to give money to somebody who doesn't want it. Listen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So do you remember? Do you remember? What we, yeah. Don't ask for it if you're unsure about it ever. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Just, be, just be refrain sure. from even asking about it. Here, here's here's the biggest thing that I thought, and and I'm I'm actually turned like towards like expensive. Like there, there was a there was a shift that I I actually ended up talking to this guy who charged an outrageous amount of money, and I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Like you're charging that much, and then it just like this click went off in my head. Like this guy, like what is he actually providing? What are the services he's doing? It's worth it. Right. Yeah. And, and you start like going down the list, like there is nothing there that he's providing that I can't provide. And then, and then some, and so why can't I own that personally Mm -hmm. uh, in my business and, and go into the meeting with that mentality? Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to go in with that mentality, like, Hey, like, Here's the amount of years I've been training. Here's the amount of education I've experienced and like, you know, paid for. Like I'm still paying student loans to pay off. You have to start doing the math personally. Yeah. Listen, it, it it costs a lot to get to the point where, you know, experience is going to speak for itself. Yeah. And now when you present yourself with that sort of confidence, people will buy into that well, price well, range. Let's also talk about why the three of us have that kind of confidence too versus maybe somebody who's listening to this and they're just getting started. Yeah. Once you once you change somebody's life, and I mean change somebody's life, and you... And you will. If you're a good oh, trainer, you will. Yeah. yeah. And you hopefully will do many, many. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure between all three of us, there's been hundreds, maybe even thousands between all three of us that we have. Once you do that, and you truly change someone's life to where they're like in tears mm-hmm. and they're like, I've never been this way. I've never felt like this before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you do that all, and you see like how valuable that yeah, is. Place, to that, place a number on that. Yeah, you can't. You can't place a number you can't. on that. And in fact, no matter what number I, I sell or say, like in my head, it's still under. Well, look. Still I, under what it's worth. It's Adam, worth so much more. I know women that will right. go to the salon, get hair extensions or do their hair, and it'll cost them like 200, 300 bucks or yeah. more. Yeah. Right? And they had how much. Each time, right? How and, 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 and it's to feel better, right? Yeah. What yeah. feels better? Better than fit. 
Yeah. So it's it's totally worth it. And I'll say this with 100% confidence right now. If you're if you're a good trainer and you have good sales, you will make far more than the average person will make in your area. I don't care where you live. You will make a good amount of money. If you're in the Bay Area where we are, good trainers will make six figures. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll say this with 100% confidence. You put me, Adam, or Justin anywhere in the country, in any gym or anywhere, and we will outperform most trainers and make a good amount of money. Most. Come on, you can say it, bro. All. Yeah, all thank yeah. you. Hey, but, but, look at this guy you know, trying to be all. I'm fucking, sorry, but it, I'll all, dominate. Yeah, yeah. just, just say last, it, bro. I will come in your club. Put me in if any you're across place. the country, not knowing anybody, and I will yeah. smash you, yeah. bro. Just know that. Yeah. But, that, but that's just it. Well, no, no, that, no. That's the mentality you have to have going yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It's more the attitude. And, and it is It is time under, like, you know, if you look at, like, apprenticeships and some yeah. other, like, service industries and things, like, you know, obviously that is something that you need to learn your craft. You need to be confident in your craft. That That provides that, like... You know, the more clients you have, you build up to that, yeah. right? You know, you know, you know what I would love? I would love to go toe to toe with you guys no. oh, in the gym. Please. I would eat your we'll, lunch, please. Oh, listen, listen, please, listen. I'll it's okay. Second, clients. second. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, one last thing: so they'll actually, be drawn that, no, by this, your char- so charisma, and then they'll actually, come over to me. What did I used to do as as a, as a as a boss? Right? How many? You've trained multiple clients of mine, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so I used to allow all of my trainers to train my clients. And people used to always ask me like, are you crazy? What are you doing? Why would you let these you're other confident. train? Hell yeah. yeah, you're yeah. Confident. I, I did say, the same thing. And you know, I but sold. here's my attitude. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, I'm so good. They'll never leave. I used to look at it like, hey, if my client leaves to go train their trainer, I need to step my fucking game of up. Of course. I need right. to, And so I, for me, it was a way to check myself. It was like, hey, mm-hmm. train my clients. If you off, and, if the, and the attitude I had was, hey, if someone who works for me can give a better service than the service that I provide, mm-hmm. then, hey, I need to fucking level the fuck up. You know what? Yeah. One, 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 sure. one thing that I forgot to say, when you ask the question, which package do you prefer? And then they pick one. You need to immediately change gears, collect payment and schedule the session. Don't sit around. Mm-hmm. This is important. Oh, yeah. So that they say, I'll do the 20 sessions. No problem. Did you want to do that with check or credit card? Take the credit card. Boom, boom. Let, when would you like to do your first workout? Right. And don't Get it be going. Af- don't be afraid to just leave the conversation. Leave it. Change gears. You know what? I've got up yeah. and left. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, that's one of my prices. That's where I stand. I'm a professional. Yeah. You know, I appreciate oh, you yeah. coming in and, and, you know, that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I'm out. Boom. And now, as as far Leave. as as far as being a trainer, um, because yeah, I think you also about also asked about owning a gym. If you own a gym, uh, even more so sales. Mm-hmm. You need oh, you you need to be a closer, I, and you definitely. need to have you need to have sales guys working for you that can make that shit happen. Well, I think you we, need to live there, right? Th- here's how, something that we how might, often were you there? Oh shit! Here's God. something we might all agree on right here that I think that because we all came from and now we're away from. Uh, I just had uh, a friend of mine. Uh, that actually takes one of my classes at OTF, right? She comes in and she just got her NASM. And she asked me uh, what if I recommended um, anywhere to work or this or that. And she and she actually mentioned that she didn't really want to work at like a chain place mm-hmm. at all. You know, she really, she, but she was very interested in becoming a person. I said, you know, to be honest with you, you should probably do that going first. to a large company, uh, you know, 24 hour fitness or a, a crunch or somewhere that's been around for quite some time that's a, that has hundreds of facilities already is going to have a very good structure and to teach uh, you yes ufc hmm. gyms yes we we actually visited a ufc gym yes excellent. and i was very impressed those with are great gyms i like great those. great gyms and some of the, the the closers that we knew that we worked with originally now yeah. work there yes and they've got excellent sales they've got excellent the team look was fantastic there and the gyms are freaking awesome and that that to me yeah. i think is 
uh, really important. So even if you have this idea, you know, that, hey, I want my own gym and I want to be private, do all this stuff. Hey, you know what? Why try and go and reinvent the wheel? Why don't you go mm-hmm. and learn from somebody who's already become billionaires doing it already Absolutely. And, and learn from some of the things they did? But that's not to say that. And, and, and you I think, could leave eventually. Oh, yeah. Paperwork, yeah. Well, look at all, all the of forms us, that, that yes. everybody has to fill out. Like you, you have to understand that it's a business and you have to see all the processes that, mm-hmm. that promote this business and, and the way that they structure everything, right? So if you're looking at, you know, branching off and doing this on your own, you know, that's a whole nother ballgame. Well, here's, so here's, get ready here's, for that. Here's one that I know Justin's heard me say before. And this is, I got it. This one gets me because I don't know how many times, and you said this earlier about how much money you can make as a personal trainer. Well, let's, a couple things. Let's get this straight. One, the, the trainer, uh, the 80-20 rule applies in the trainer business. 80% of the people are making 20% of the money. 20% of the people are making 80% of the money. Okay. So two out of 10 guys are kicking ass, making those six figures plus mm-hmm. the rest of these knuckleheads are, are just, just above poverty probably mm-hmm. while they're working. And what happens and what used to happen to me a lot as a, as a manager is I'd have these trainers underneath me that they would give a crack at it at a big, large facility. And then after they struggled for three to six months and couldn't really build their business, they would come to me and tell me like, you know, I think I'm going to go private and do my own thing. I get more per oh, hour. Hilarious. And I used to just, I, you know, at first I used to laugh and then I realized I got to stop laughing and I need to take this serious and actually really sit these trainers down and talk. If you, to ain't, if you can't make it in a big gym chain, you are not going to make no. it in a private gym. You'll where never you're not, make it. You'll get where you're crushed. not getting walk-ins. You're not getting all these I people. I can confidently say that. Oh yes. man, listen, I'll tell you something right now. Any one of us could walk into a big, busy gym and I could get three clients within three hours. Oh, yeah. There's tons of people working out. Everybody's all walking around. Go to a private studio. Where are you going to get your your client? You you better be a badass in a private studio. And if you are, then yeah, you do make a killing. Or you got to be a badass marketer online, which you can talk to me about that. Yes. Yeah. You're right. right. You got to be badass at that for sure. If you're going to build it without having the the background of of proving yourself in a place like that, because... Like Sal said, you know, a lot of people don't realize, but big companies like that, they spend millions of dollars per year on marketing and advertising. Mm-hmm. And unless you've got a million dollar budget to market and advertise yourself, you're not going to see nowhere near a fraction of the leads that you they get you get to see in a big facility like that. And if you have a hard time closing them on the the cheap programs that they sell at those gyms, if you think you're going to leave by yourself and charge the same rate or more and generate that many leads, you're smoking crack. Well, I'll tell you what, Absolutely. I, I can speak from this because I owned a private studio for 12 years and ch- trainers would come in and the way it worked is I would charge them rent and then they would build their business, right? That's how a lot of private studios do. Some charge per session, some charge a flat rate, but nonetheless, you go in and you're a contractor. Well, many of my trainers got busy because I sold training and gave it to them. And this is just how it worked. And the reason why this happened so often was because, A, I knew how to sell training. You're a good guy. I was, no. (laughs) Well, number one, it was also my best interest, right? If they build their business, they're going to stick around and pay me rent. Yeah, but you're an anomaly. I'm just going to jump in because I'm actually one of the, you know, independent trainers that are are hopping from gym to gym. Mm -hmm. And that is not normal. Yeah. Okay. When you're hopping from gym to gym, you are completely... Completely alone. All by yourself. All by yeah. yourself. Yeah. 100% online marketing is the only way I've ever Yeah, you're not going to find a guy like Sal or myself Dude, feeding you, funneling no, you clients. You don't. Yeah, nobody is. Uh, never. You're gonna be, in fact, you're going to have more uh, fighting and jealousy and, and Ridiculous. sharking each sharking other. You're a closer. Like, continue your story. Yeah, no. So, so people would come in. I would sign them up. I would take a commission and then I'd give it to the trainers. And then trainers who are good are going to keep the client for a long period of time. And as far as people getting jealous of each other, you know, my my facility offered different services. We had massage and acupuncture and nutrition also. And what was and all of them were contractors. 
And sometimes you'd get this attitude like, oh shit, if they get acupuncture, they're not gonna have, they're not gonna want to spend on personal training or bullshit, absolute bullshit. The more the person is in your facility, the more likely they are to get more of the services. Mm-hmm. And so, and not only that, but let's let's take a step back. You know, I always, yes, I'm an I'm a good salesman. I'll say that all day long. Um, I can close people, but at the end of the day, the reason why I can do that, the the fundamental driver behind that is because it's the client's best interest that I have in mind and I have a deep passion and belief in what I do. And I know if that client comes in and gets acupuncture or massage plus personal training, they're going to be better off than if they just did one of the services. So at the end of the day, you also got to do what's best for the client. And I will say this, clients see through your bullshit. If yeah. you're if you're a shysty fucker, you ain't going to last very long. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, they don't want the jack of all trades. They want no. the specialist. And don't, be a specialist. And don't be afraid to not know. I can't tell you how many times I've seen trainers. Good point. Very good point. I can't tell you how many times I've seen trainers get themselves in trouble because a client will ask them a question. The trainer feels like they need to know everything and they'll answer, oh, well, I think it's, and it's bullshit. And then, (laughs) and then clients, you know, most people. Especially now with Google. Yeah. You're not going to get very far, dude. You you know what gets you respect? If you sit there and you say, I don't know, but But let me find out. Let me find out. Or I don't know, but I I know someone who does know. Yeah. And you, and you put them into your inner circle. Let me call Sal. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So let's recap this real quick. So number one, we all agree on sales. If you're a new trainer, harness your sales skills. You got to, whether you go buy books, whether you roll. What are some good books? Um, Zig Ziglar. Oh yeah, I've got to love Zig Ziglar. Uh, Tom Hopkins. Yes. Tom Hopkins would be good. Even sales closing for dummies. Even a book like that. I mean, watch YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, you said something that was fucking critical. The E-Myth. What's that? No. You guys uh, read that book? Which, what is it? The E-Myth. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you want Gerber, Michael Gerber. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it's a good one. And you said something you, that is critical: role play. Yes. Take your friends, take your family, sell them personal training. I don't mean for reals, but pretend. Yes. Do it over and over and over and over and over again, and I swear to God, you'll get so much better in sales if you practice. And all the time. do it like so. I this is and have your friends be assholes. Yeah, have your friends be well, assholes. This is what I used to do. So here's something you guys can do, uh, and this will really challenge your skills is walk up to your friends or family and don't even tell them what you're doing. Just start selling them personal training. Right. Just start telling them what they need and explaining what why they need it and how long it's going to take them Make to Make them do goals. things too. And then pitch them everything they need to do and let them be like, what are you talking about? And and see if you can handle them throwing this mm-hmm. this blank look at you and these questions that they don't understand and you continuing not to fall off mm. what you're, where you're trying to go with it. It'll sharpen your skill. Oh. I used to do that with trainers. So when I was a trainer... And I was around all my other peers. I, they, one would be sitting down, breaking into lunch or like that. And I'd come sit up right next to them and just interrupt their lunch and just start selling them personal training. And they'd be laughing and thinking I'm joking. And I would just keep doing it. And I yeah. can't until, until finally they would be like, all right, bro, I'll get so many sessions yeah. from you. I'm like, and it was just for, for me to sharpen my skills. So, well, here's a good game. Do you guys remember the Porcupine game? No, what's that? Porcupine. So, this is a great sales game. So, you and a friend, you ask each other questions oh, and you have okay. to answer the question with the question. With the question. Yeah, yeah. Why is nice. this Im- why is this important? Because whoever an- asks the questions controls the conversation. There you so go. let me give you an example. Adam, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite color? Right. So right now he just porcupined it, but however, the conversation went from what we were just talking about to what your favorite color is. Yeah. I direct the conversation with a question. So uh answer, start asking each other questions, you know, uh, do you like swimming? 
uh, you know, is that a good thing if I like swimming or whatever? And you just go back and forth and see who can mm-hmm. who gets flustered first. Yeah. But uh, questions are great, great ways, actually the best ways to direct conversation. So if you want your client to go a certain way with a conversation, start asking them questions. So number one, sales skills, sharpen, 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 get good at books, role playing. Right. Get that, in front of people. Yes. That is Bottom practice. Line. Practice, right? Yeah. Yep. In front Repetition. of real people, practicing as much as you possibly can. Nothing's going to take you further business wise. That's number one. Number yeah. two, what do we say? Number two. Uh, what did you say? Well, go. You can work in a large gym if you. Oh no 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 no! no. Oh, Refine two, your skills. Number two, what you both what you both said, and I think is true. This is two and three right here. Is a a, a thorough assessment. Yes. Okay. With a followed up with uh, a your program your recommendation your program recommendation. Program. So you sharpen those three in that order. Your prescription. S- sales number one. Then you get a badass assessment where you can really look at somebody, break them down with all their posture and tell them what you see. Yeah, tell them, explain to them what you see, break them down, and then they be able to then be able to prescribe them how long and what it's going to take to fix and help all these issues that they have, and then get them to whatever their goals are. Those three in that order, you're going to become a pretty badass trainer. And guess what? Four or fifth down the road, that's where you get better, educate. When you're awesome at that, then you can start thinking about, oh, I should probably do my own gym. Yeah. You know, when you've done X amount of sales and it's like, you know, you just show up and and people Mm -hmm. buy. Mm -hmm. And by the way, uh, just an interesting little tidbit. If someone purchases something from you, regardless of the cost, they are far more likely to purchase something else from you later on down the road. Definitely. So if I were to come up with, if I'm a new trainer and I came up with a promotion just to get people in the door, and let's say my normal session rate's $100 an hour, so I sell two sessions for 100 or two for 99 because that's that sounds like mm-hmm. a good number, and I get people that come in and pay two for 99 my chance of re-enrolling them after that two sessions is very high if I do a good job. Yeah. So these always little, be thinking about that. So yeah. So these little promos, they actually Retention. work, and you will you will re-enroll a good chunk, if not half or more than half of the people, by just by getting them in the door. So don't be afraid to do one or two session kind of promos to get people in, because then it's much that's there's so much it's so much easier to re-enroll someone than it is to sell them right off the right in the beginning. Wouldn't you guys agree? Oh, absolutely. I I used to take my myself to such a level that I used to track even as a trainer. I used to track my my leads, my uh, fit fitness appointments. So my like you guys are talking about your two for ninety nine, or the first time I meet somebody, and then I would track my conversion. You know how many of those people. So if I saw X amount of people, how many people did I have to see in order to convert that into money? This become if you becomes a numbers game. Well, if you're really going to run a business, okay. If you're really going to run a business, and this is something you're going to do then you at one point uh if you're going to be really successful you have to do this you need to figure out how many how many phone calls or people you have to put in front of you in order for you to close x amount of people for x amount of dollars so you can mathematically figure out right. how you're going to pay your right. bills so if you right. if you talk if you know that you talk to 10 people and out of 10 people you're going to sign up yeah, what's five your, of them what's and, your closing and the average dollar amount is whatever then you know how many people you need to talk to to get to your goal. And that's now, how you long do that a business far, plan. Yeah. As far as retention goes, you want to always make sure you over-service. Yeah. Over-service, especially if you oh, only yeah. have yeah. X yeah. amount of clients, yeah. you're over-servicing, you know, because that's what's going to bring you more referrals. You know, it, it's the snowball. You're yeah. creating a snowball that you're throwing down a hill. And, and before, you know what, before we finish off, uh, this is something I've been asked by trainers all the time. Like, how do I approach people out in the streets or whatever 
about personal training because it's, it's, it's different than any other profession. Like I can't just go up to someone and be like, hey, do you want to work out? Because some people can be like, why do I look fat? Like what's going on? <laughs> hey, you're fat. You need some training. Yeah. So you, like, <laughs> Don't you do can, that. Like you can't There's just like, know some trainers that have done yeah, that. Like you can't just, you can't just hand out <laughs> a card. I know a couple. So here's what, you know, here's what I like to do. I like to, to ask people, this is a great question to ask people. It's like, what gym do you work out at? Because it sounds like a compliment. Someone who doesn't work out is like, wow, I look like I work out. Someone who does work out is like, so, hey, where, hey, what gym do you work out at? Uh, oh, actually, I don't. Let me tell you this. Actually, let, my let way me tell you the psychological part that things. Sal's playing right now, too. It's feeding right into that ego right out the gate. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, what gym do you work out? Yeah. Oh, wait, great. I look like I work out, huh? Well, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, I, I, you know, what exercises do you do for biceps? Or, you know, questions like that are great openers while you're talking to someone. And then they'll say, well, actually, I don't. Or I used to work out or I used to play basketball. Oh, you're kidding. Well, I'm a trainer in the area. How would you like if I took you through like an ab workout or, you know, be right. a little specific you about like it? You used to be an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I used to use that one. Absolutely. Right. Hey, you're hot. There, <laughs> no, that doesn't work. I, that doesn't I work. think a very important uh, question, I think, too, that, to ask is at some point in your assessment, wherever, uh, it, for me, was always a, a money. I get, I get, when I get into my sales presentation, uh, I, I get my people pretty emotional and I'm a, I'm a very uh, energetic person. <laughs> You're going to die if you don't hire me. Well, I, you know, I don't get that. Well, I'm sure I've said that before, actually. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not those exact words, but yeah. uh, you know, I try I tend to get into it. I want, I want to know about your commitment level and how important this is to you. Oh, how serious are you? Yes. Yeah. How Be- bad do you want this? Because yes. most people you'll find out and it's important. Well, you ask like it because you drop clothes. Well, right? you need to get For them me. to say this to you. You need to get them to tell you their commitment. And I used to just, say on a scale of one to 10, you know, 10 being I'm a hundred percent committed. I'll do whatever it takes to get wherever I need to be. And one being, I don't really give a shit. I'm here cause I'm bored. So wherever you fall on that scale and nine times out of 10, people are going to tell you 10 out of 10, which to me is just like, you're, you're serving it up on a tee for me because yep. yeah, then if you're you going to formulate me, where, you know, you're going to close them on. Yes. Yeah, cause if you're telling me your, for you. co- your commitment level is there, I'm going to revisit that and, and, to, and call you. Call you on your bullshit if you start to get him and ha when I go over my program that you're going to need to do it. And then I was, mm-hmm. well, this and that. Think about, okay, well, then then let's revisit the commitment level. So you're probably more like a seven, you're saying. You're not really a 10. Because there you go. So do, make sure you ask ask that question. That's a, it's a very powerful question to get into someone's Well, emotion. I think just to end it then, as trainers, learn how to be a good trainer, obviously, mm-hmm. but focus on your sales skills. Learn how to yes. be a good salesperson. Become way more confident in yourself. And you're gonna and you're gonna be successful. Yes. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.